For too long, the fertility market has been bewildering, overwhelming, and frankly, I think has downright ignored the needs and difficult experiences of the people they're supposed to be serving. Ovum has made it their mission to change this completely. Now, I am extremely choosy about who I promote on this podcast because I'm very protective of my listeners and audience, which is why you've probably only ever heard one spoken ad like this before. So it's with complete confidence, excitement and pride that I can share this amazing company with you. Ovum care about you, truly. From creating products to support conception and fertility that are designed by doctors and backed by the latest science without cutting any corners, from adding access to meditations I've personally written and recorded inside their pregnancy test boxes, Ovum is founded by individuals who've navigated infertility themselves. I really couldn't be more proud to partner with them and tell you about them. Ovum is driven by the belief that everyone who is trying to conceive deserves better, and I am 100% behind this ethos. So head over to startwithovum.com and use code LIFERAFT10 for 10% off their tests and supplements. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Fertility Life Rough with me, Alice Rose. Um, it is January 2024 as I record this, which I actually cannot get my head around and I don't know how you're all feeling <laughs> about the fact that it's 2024. Um, but I really hope, what I wish for you and what I hope is that you're easing into this year. I know that 2020, you know, January can be a little bit full of smash this year and and smash your goals and, and all of that and actually we are allowed to sort of ease into the year because I live in the UK and it is winter and it is very cold right now and honestly I am very much still in comfort and hibernation mode <laughs> I am sowing seeds and thinking about the year ahead and I do really love to do that in January and at the same time I'm I'm doing what I can do to kind of lean into the idea of living quite seasonally and obviously if it's summer where you are if you're in Australia and it's a totally different vibe then go with that but um what I am hoping for this year for you and for me and all of us, <laughs> is to really come into an alignment with where we're at, uh, where we literally are in the world, and letting that inform our actions a little bit. And on that note, I'm really, really happy to introduce my guest for today, who is the lovely Gemma Griffiths, who is um, also a certified yoga teacher, and her Instagram is aligned to yoga, and I'll put the links and everything in the show notes. Um, and Gemma also is a Life Raft member and has been for some time. I've um, got to know her really well, having also coached um, Gemma one-to-one, and now we're doing a gorgeous collaboration too with um, her work. So I really wanted to have a chat with Gemma because she has found so many powerful things that are supporting her through this this voyage this experience um and i just thought for january it'd be really nice to hear you know all of these soothing 
easeful, aligning tools and techniques that Gemma uses as she continues on her own fertility story. And she's also going to share uh, more about that as well. So I hope you love this episode. Gemma is just gorgeous. And there's lots more about the yoga course in the links, um, which you can find in the show notes. Enjoy. Welcome to the show, as they say. (laughs) I'm so glad to have you. we know each other quite well now, don't we? Because yeah. you were a life raft member first, and then we and then we did some one to one. I was your coach one to one, and then you joined my mastermind. Mm-hmm. And now I have asked you if you would create a yoga course for the members. So it's becoming quite a nice symbiotic relationship going on here, Gemma. <laughs> yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's good. <laughs> Me too. Um, so. Thank you so much for being on. Um, you have a really interesting story. And um, if you're happy to share, I'd love you to tell us a bit more about what led you to the life raft in the first place and, and what you're going through. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, so my husband and I, we started trying to conceive back in 2020 during the pandemic, which is obviously the best time to start a family. <laughs> so. Um, we'd moved back up north from London and we thought right let's let's get started um I thought I didn't know how I was going to be but even the first month of trying <laughs> I was looking for signs um I got a urine infection the first month and possibly because of taking the antibiotic I felt a bit sick so I thought oh this is it this is maybe I'm pregnant I wasn't pregnant um I did the same thing by the (laughs) first month I was like it's happened happened. happened. (laughs) Um, by month three I was getting a bit like all right okay what's going on started looking things up started looking at forums started looking about how to track your cycle taking your temperatures just went down that rabbit hole um spoke to a couple of friends and they were like oh Gemma it's only been four months don't worry <laughs> but I was like I had already started to worry but you do you do don't you just to say yeah. you know people listening it, it's really normal I think at the beginning stage to be like whoa, 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 whoa what's going on here so yeah totally normal to do that I reckon yeah absolutely absolutely um Waited for a year before we went to the GP and went down a bit of a road in terms of um, blood tests, but eventually got a referral for the fertility clinic. And um, Ed got diagnosed with asuspermia. So he has um, zero sperm count and he had a microtese, which was unsuccessful. So no sperm. And there's a chromosome issue as well, which um, is probably why um, Ed doesn't have any sperm. Um, So I've had a lot of counselling and the life raft support's been really amazing as well. When did you when did you find the life raft? At what point did you think, do you know what I think I could do with joining some sort of group or find some sort of support? So I joined in the March, so it was about 15 months in, Um, so after a year, and 
because uh, people sort of say leave it a year and then seek like medical support it's not really well, I don't believe it's really spoken about what happens after that year so it was becoming obvious that even though we'd had a referral made to the clinic nothing was going to be happening anytime soon and Ed had had one result back with zero sperm so I I just thought I I need to to find some sort of fertility support group um, what was what was so I'm sorry I feel like I keep interrupting you but I'm just actually like what was going through your head at that point like when you found out about the AZ sperm year obviously I, well I'm not gonna put words in your mouth what what was how did you feel so when Ed got the result back as zero sperm I had already I was reading the big fat negative book about um about sperm and, and what a sort of sperm count is things like that so when Ed said there was zero it took me by surprise and I sort of laughed and said are you joking and he said well, why would I joke about that so then I felt awful for responding in that way um but I was I was devastated I remember I went for a run straight away afterwards crying my eyes out and um then started to look into what azoospermia was uh, and then it, it sort of explains that there's different types and that maybe there is some sperm and and that's when you have further investigations there's a very long wait though for um for a microtese on the nhs um just to add another <laughs> complication mm -hmm. ed um they they saw something suspicious on his scan um, when they did an ultrasound of his testes and they err on the side of caution and they just remove one straight away. Um, and it he did get a testicular cancer diagnosis, but when they did a biopsy, they found that the cancer had actually gone. So his body had detected that something wasn't right and had sort of zapped it itself it was it was wow. absolutely bizarre and um, they said it it's quite rare but it does happen wow I've never heard of that no no it's it's um it it was one of those appointments where because we'd already had the appointments where we've been told oh it's testicular cancer and so we'd had those difficult times but then we had the great news that oh actually <laughs> there isn't a cancer there <laughs> and his wow. He had a full body scan and that was clear. So they're just going to keep um, doing blood tests and scans for a couple of years just to make sure. Mm. Um, so we've we've been through a lot in terms of other complications. Um, so getting, so where I was going with that, the microtesi, it can be a very long wait because of the um, testicular cancer they did the, on the same day as removing the testicle, they did the microtesi. So we were actually um, prioritized, whereas usually it's a year's wait for that. Um, but again, they couldn't find any sperm anyway. Um, I've, I knew that you have to grieve the, the child that you thought you were gonna have. Um, so that's, um, and, and that comes up uh, now and again in terms of, when friends have babies or um and they say oh who do they look like <laughs> and then I suddenly think one's not going to look like Ed if, if we do have a child mm. uh, 
so it yeah it is difficult but mm. how's how have you processed that and how has Ed processed it or processing it he's 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 quite steady and I think He's had other health issues the past couple of years, so it hasn't been his main focus. Mm. But he said that if we do have a child, he'll he'll love the child no matter what, and, and that it doesn't matter, they will be his child. So I feel it's sort of, because we don't know if we will physically be able to have a child yet. It's sort of preparing yourself for okay, if it does work and we go down the donor sperm route um, kind of thinking about how you would parent that child and how you'd let them know about their story. But then also thinking about, well, if we're not successful, then we need to find a way of having an enjoyable life together without a child. <laughs> yes, yes. Cover it from all angles. Yeah. Uh, but with lots of emotional support as well. Mm, yeah 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 of course and that's what we'll talk about I mean so okay so there was so you've been you've you've both been through a real roller coaster there with the cancer diagnosis and then actually it's fine um which was a massive surprise but also with that like but no there's no sperm so then having to process that and then you're still so this is you started back in 2020 so we're now 2024 which is a bit mind-blowing but anyway this is our first podcast of 2024 and here we are four years um kind of down the line but as you've been going through this um very challenging time processing all of this stuff dealing with other health issues managing the grief that you spoke about there you've also almost been having this um simultaneous journey of self-exploration of self-discovery and um uh and the 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 shifts that have happened for you have been pretty huge haven't they yeah absolutely I wouldn't have been able to have this conversation a few years ago um I would just burst into tears whenever um I spoke about what was happening but now through having counselling and having the fertility support through the life raft and we've had one-to-ones together I've found that I'm able to process emotions as they sort of happen so they're not building up um, using different techniques like journaling and mindfulness and I'm very self-aware and I get lots of um, self-compassion especially when it's um, situations where I'm going to be around other children when I'm around my friends and they're talking about babies I check in with myself see how I'm feeling and 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 go with that really I do I do get triggered yeah. on Monday <laughs> yeah tell me about that because that's the thing I think sometimes people are like oh I've been doing all this work and I feel much better in myself and they sort of think right cool I'm done and actually, it's not quite as simple as that, is it? And that's where the self-compassion comes in and that more deeper self-awareness of like, this is all an evolving journey. This is all, you know, both what you're going through with the fertility and then alongside that, that inner journey of like, oh, what is happening here? Like, how do I process everything? So just tell me a bit more about that then when you got triggered on Monday, like how, what what happened? 
So one of my colleagues came back from maternity leave on Monday and I don't think I'd prepared myself. <laughs> you sort of, afterwards you think, oh, I probably should have realised that that was going to be an issue. But I suppose when she went off on maternity leave, it, it sort of, when I saw her again on Monday, it brought back the memories of how things were when she was you know going through her pregnancy and then sort of realizing well she's had a nine-month pregnancy her baby's now nine months and she's back in the office and I haven't moved forward yeah. <laughs> and then the feelings were servicing because we were having conversations and we haven't we've seen each other maybe twice for very short amounts of time between now and then she doesn't know what's been happening for me in that space of time so it it felt it just all felt a bit too much plus she changed desks and was now facing me oh gosh why <laughs> like so, hello I'm your trigger for today in your face oh god oh and, and everyone of course everyone was asking about how her baby was and and I was too you know and and I would want her to have a lovely day coming back to work. But it was just a shock to the system um, that, oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so tell me, so with all of your, you know, all of this work that you've done and all of the, you know, how well resourced you are now in terms of managing those triggers, what what is your go-to? So what is in your life raft? So if it's, if I'm caught off guard like that, then... At some point, I will be going to the bathroom. <laughs> um, and it's sort of com anything that's comforting. So I find like putting my hand on my heart. Um, I've got some affirmations that I say that we spoke about together when we did the one-to-one. -one. So I'll say to myself, I am safe, I am loved, I've got this. And that really helps me. Um, I use my car, so I have about a 30-minute commute. So um, if it's a bad day, then I'll have a cry maybe in the car or, um, you know, or, or sing loudly <laughs> to some song just to get get those emotions out. Um, what's, your, what's your preferred track there, Gemma? To... Um, <laughs> Put you on the spot. Blink-182 or, <laughs> or Blur or just something that's quite loud. Yeah. <laughs> good good love it love Just it really go for it yeah oh dear um and when I get home I just just checking in with myself journaling so I'll write it out on the page you know what's going on I'll talk it through with Ed um but I've noticed I that used to be my absolute go-to whereas now I'm doing all these other things so that I'm not just, I I feel these days like my clarity is so important to me. That's what I sort of hold on to. And that's why I still have regular counselling because I just, I don't want to go to a place where I just feel so overwhelmed and I just don't know what to do. I'd rather just sort of every few weeks have that sort of, vent with a counsellor to talk things through and then I kind of pick up again <laughs> take yeah. yeah yeah 
yeah. I, and I, that that's really really helpful to say because th that's the um what is sometimes that comes in you kind of think right I'll I'll do you know a course or a mindset course like reclaim which is in the life raft and then you sort of think right cool done but but it's it really is a, an evolving as I repeating myself sorry um but it's that <laughs> it is that real awareness that actually we change through this journey and different things come up and as we change and as the time passes whatever's happening different things are going to surface aren't they so it really is around that regular check-in and the fact that you're getting your regular counseling alongside all the other stuff that you now have in your own life rather that you do yourself it's just it's just so um useful to hear people kind of share like what they do so after you kind of been through all of those things like your hand in your heart like to so that immediate kind of like soothing because you go into that fight or flight don't you um when you're triggered and it's horrible and it feels horrible um but there are ways that we can soothe the nervous system by by doing those um things singing love it got images of you now with your blurb pumping out the stereo love it um and then also recognizing that sometimes you you talk it through with ed but that also maybe sometimes you don't feel like you need to as much because you've already got all these other things in place and then you what you have found obviously which we'll talk about um hold on i'm gonna stop i keep putting words in your mouth tell me more what else is in that life raft in terms of um you know the things that you use to to manage triggers and other things that come up for you uh, there's so much um so i'll go for a run or i'll go for a walk so getting outside is really important to me um being just being in nature and i'll look i'll look at things on purpose i'll be looking at the sky i'll be looking at the trees just anything to distract myself cuz i could easily kind of go down the rabbit hole of negative thoughts so I'm just sort of trying to get get out of of my head in that way. Um, I'll do some breath work or do some meditation. Um, I'm I've become much more spiritual since joining the life raft. So um, things like crystals, I find them really comforting, and and I sometimes have a crystal in my pocket at work, and and I feel that that it just it's just a reminder. It feels nice and cold in my hand. And that's another way of just coming back to the present moment. Um, and I have different ones for different, different scenarios. Right. So you're, yeah, you, and, and the more that you kind of explore this stuff, the more goes into that life after that. And people who are like, what is this life after thing? <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's the whole basis of the of of the work that that we do in the life raft so this is the life raft podcast and obviously i speak to lots and lots of different people but as Gemma is a member and we've worked together a lot that that's 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 why we're focusing on it a little bit more but um you know the, the concept is that there's always something that you you can turn to and that all those some things often will shift and change depending on what is happening in your life so right now these things are becoming really um you know like like anchor points for you um to use my nice raft analogy there the anchor points like those crystals and just understanding that what actually that's doing there is a signal to your you know it's a, it, it literally is anchoring isn't it it's a, a, a technique called anchoring where you hold on to something like a crystal or like something else you know like a smell or something like that which just reminds you sends a signal from your brain to your body that you're safe and that you're grounded um and then, of course, you found yoga. How long have you actually been practicing yoga? Has it always been in your life or is that something that you've kind of 
developed? I got the uh, Jerry video, Jerry the Spice Girl, Jerry Halliwell's video when I was um, probably in primary school. (laughs) And I would get up before school, put the video on and I loved it because she was obsessed with with yoga when she left the Spice Girls. No, right, this is going to sound really weird and like I'm trying to name drop, I'm not, but like I happened to go to the Brittle. The year that <laughs> the year that Jerry Halliwell right was basically kind of reveals this amazing sort of yo- new yoga Jerry, and she came out, and I remember it. She was wearing this kind of sparkly butterfly glittery top at the Brits, and everyone was like, "Whoa!" And it was like a real moment. It was like I hadn't. Well, there you go. Interesting. So that was your your route into yoga. Who knew? Oh, I loved it honestly, and. I've just throughout my 20s and so I would always go to a yoga class Um, I'd try different ones I lived in London for nine years and that it was just it was just the best I'd just explore all different all different types of yoga loved it I find it really helps release my stress Um, and when it when it was the pandemic I had some a good chunk of time to do my yoga teacher training and I jumped on that <laughs> so yeah I really enjoyed that so you did your yoga teacher training four years ago and then um and then you took that further and did your fertility yoga training right yes that's right so I did that back in I think October November um, last year mm-hmm. um because I've, I've it's it's one of these things where I've continued yoga throughout the fertility journey, but I've realized that the generic yoga classes, they, they're not designed for fertility. And usually, not always, but there's likely to be someone pregnant in that class. And then the teacher will then explain what modifications they can do. And it just sort of, it is a tr- it is a trigger for me because... I sort of then think, well, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> it's a re- it's just a reminder, really, of of the fertility journey. So I've gone to a class, or I'm doing an online live class, to be present and and to have that time for me. But then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I'm having a, a pregnancy reminder. So I really wanted to be able to kind of design my own yoga classes for women on a fertility journey at whatever stage they're at so that they know that they've got that space you know for an hour for some real time just for themselves that it's it's really good for you in terms of your mental health because you are in the present moment there's a real focus on the breathing you're moving your body because we're also sedentary every day we sit down for long periods of time so having a lovely gentle stretch which you know isn't going to interfere with your fertility a lot of the yoga classes can be quite strenuous and you're you're doing them thinking oh should I be twisting Uh, so I just really wanted to design different classes where people just don't have to worry about what what it is they're doing also it's quite intuitive so they don't have to copy me exactly I want them to feel the women to feel really comfortable 
they will all be at different um, stages in their cycle. So if they're in their first two weeks, they might have a bit more energy. So they might be deciding to put um, to do the poses a bit more um, energetically. Whereas in the final two weeks where energy levels have naturally decreased, they may just want you know to have a really relaxing time and, and that's absolutely fine. So yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping to bring. And yeah, yeah. And if you're listening, then the the link here is that Gemma has created a four week course for the life raft. So that is available um, and starts this week. But if you're watching this in, in uh, listening to this in in the future, um, it is it going? It's going to remain in in the life raft, so people can use it again and again. The mem- members can use it again and again, which I'm I'm just so. Um, so excited that it's going to be there for people what um I guess a a few questions that I know some people might think with yoga Uh, first of all I always like there's always someone who's like well I haven't done yoga because I'm really not flexible or I just think I'm going to be shit so (laughs) so you know and what's the what what do you say to that I literally had that conversation with someone today. <laughs> yeah, it's always, always, always. I totally get it. I do understand where it comes from. But what, what would you say to that? I get it as well, because, you know, you look on Instagram and you see all these pictures of people doing handstands and their legs are like behind their ears. And and that's absolutely fine for people to do. If you've done dance growing up and you're flexible, then you're probably going to love yoga for that reason but you don't have to be flexible to do yoga at all. The, it's it's designed for everybody and you want to feel comfortable doing it. So there's no point sort of trying to touch your toes and then being disappointed if you can't because you can just bend your knees and as long as you're comfortable, <laughs> then you're doing it right. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's no... Um, right or wrong at all I've got really tight hamstrings myself so some of the poses I'm bending my knees because otherwise I just it it would hurt yeah so so I it's it's, yoga's for everybody in my eyes anyway my um thing was always that I never had regular cycles like my I didn't really have like a you know the two weeks and then the energy and then uh, they just went on and on and on and on and on like I just didn't didn't have so I know you know if you're listening to this and you're thinking well that's that's I you know if only if only I could have those kind of um sensible kind of cycles that you're supposed to have so how can people because the one the the course that you've designed which I just love it's called moon magic and it's going to follow the phases of the moon which is just gorgeous um but also the idea is that it aligns um with the energy um not not that your cycle has to align with the phases of the moon because that's unlikely to be the case but if it is wonderful um but the point being that if you don't have regular cycles like what's your um how how can you hold space for that so if you don't have a regular cycle so for example 28 days say say that's the the regular cycle or around that amount then you can use the phases of the moon instead so the new moon can be day one of your cycle so um in terms of the phase of the moon we'd say the new moon is your menstrual phase and then when it's the uh, waxing gibbous so it's sort of when it's growing 
So you yeah. haven't the full moon yet, but it's growing. That can be your um the first two weeks before you ovulate. Then the full moon, when the moon's at its brightest, that's your ovulation phase. So you can link your cycle to the moon instead. Yes. And, and it might then end up that you then do get a regular cycle who knows it, who knows who knows but but this is the thing this is what I love about um you know and actually to speak on anyone being like well hold on a minute what we're going really woo here like, like <laughs> if if you're thinking okay I don't know about this moon business I feel that it's such a powerful way to anchor yourself into what the hell is going on with your life because if there's one thing that you can be certain on, it's nature and it's relying on what is actually happening in the sky, right? And what is happening in 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 the season around you. So whether you're joining us, you know, from the UK or whether you're in Australia, whatever is happening around you, it is so um, life-changing to kind of situate yourself and ground yourself in that geographical physical location so using the phases of the moon and whether or not you have cycles regular cycles which I did not um actually that gives you that sense of cyclical seasonal intuitive gentle alignment that we are just really missing when we start going down the the the, the spiraling of the fertility journey which is certainly where I was I could not have been more out of alignment and then you know having done a lot of the inner work I sort of re- recognized how far away from that I was and it it can really support how you feel so I love how you've explained that and thank you and I think that's the other thing isn't it is that actually this this course is far more about the connection between your your mind and body rather than touching your toes you know that's that's what it's about um yeah yeah and um I I had a question I wanted to ask you um hang on a second let me just um yeah so can you imagine now like not using yoga in your life raft like how you're navigating this journey is it just like indispensable for you it's it's an absolute must (laughs) and it always it always will be the difference that I feel personally after a yoga class I I ever so say for example it's been a busy day at work and you're sort of teetering on the edge of feeling overwhelmed to then suddenly get on the mat and you're it's just your time for you and your you're feeling you're noticing suddenly how your body feels whereas a lot of the day you can be in your mind a lot of the time and then all of a sudden you're doing these lovely gentle motions and then you're moving with your breath and then naturally the parasympathetic nervous system switches on so you're no longer in that fight or flight you're in that rest and digest a nice calming soothing state and then for some reason, after the class, whatever it is or ev- whatever it was that you were worried about, just doesn't see it doesn't seem as pressing anymore. And you think, well, I'll just deal with that tomorrow. It's fine. <laughs> it's the perspective and clarity, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, and the fact 
the fact that it's an hour that is quite what's the word luxurious these days to have an hour to yourself so you know you're not checking your text messages you know someone's not asking you to do something you're not suddenly doing some housework you are just it's just your time for you and then after that because you are feeling quite hopefully relaxed you know then you're hopefully going to have a better night's sleep as well so yeah it's amazing it's really a win a win-win situation um yeah I, I think that you know it took me a really long time to kind of learn <laughs> how to connect with my body and re recognize and like you know it's a huge part of the puzzle and it's it's really wonderful that we are not you know it, it there's a lot of fertility yoga out there which is like come and do fertility yoga because it's going to increase your chances and blah 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 it's just not what we're about in in the raft it really isn't it's really about this it's about the connection with you and regaining clarity and you know of course it's going to have a positive effect on your body like that's sort of like a I just kind of think well yeah like that's a given <laughs> it doesn't mean you're going to conceive although who knows but it just you know it, I think that that's really key for me is and and you know why I know we're absolutely in alignment again that your 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 yoga name which is aligned to yoga which I love uh, you know it, it's having that safe space where there's no pressure here you know there's there's zero pressure on this movement this is about you having space and time and you're so right that actually an hour is quite luxurious and that is a great word to use you know it, it is it's 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 luxurious and I mean it shouldn't be but it but it is um yeah to to be present for that amount of time yeah definitely and you've made that commitment to yourself that you're going to do the class so you can then put those boundaries in place that no, actually I'm, I am going to show up for myself and I'm going to do it. Um, another hopefully positive um, element is during the fertility journey, if you're, if you're not getting pregnant and you sort of expected to, then you can start to question, you can start to question your body and do you, you thought you knew your body and maybe you don't know your body. So it's another way of kind of rekindling that relationship with your body. So I will be explaining to the ladies on Friday that, um, for example, you can you can place your hands on your belly. The when I did the um, the course when I was learning the fertility yoga the the teacher called it your womb space and it, it caught me off guard and I thought oh gosh you know I'm I'm now having to think about my womb space not just my belly but then it became more familiar using that term and I thought well no actually it's quite nice to put my hands on on my belly and imagine my womb space and it was just a great way of connecting to myself and connecting to fertility but not in a clinical way but in a comforting and loving way so I'll be exploring that with the ladies on on Friday but of course you know if if it is too much and it, you know it could be a trigger for some people then they can you know, keep their hands by their sides instead. Maybe they can just imagine their womb space instead. 
but maybe in the next few weeks they will start to feel more familiar with that and it will be more comforting to them who knows it is it is about finding a way of 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 loving your body again because our bodies are amazing and and yeah it's it's great if you can have a good relationship with your body oh absolutely and you know I, I definitely have lots of um you know women in the life raft women who I've worked with who um that that relationship is so damaged because they and I remember feeling that very much like just thinking my body is just not doing what it's supposed to do you know it's failing me I'm failing all of those that narrative which can be so damaging and so difficult to get out of so this just is just the most gorgeous gentle way to kind of begin to reframe all of those things and reclaim and rekindle which is the word you use which I love that rekindle that connection with your with your relationship with your body um I'm so thrilled that you are going to be running this course for us, Gemma. But it's also, you know, just such a privilege to have been here with you, like through this journey and, you know, sort of seen what's happened for you and what is happening for you and just cheering you and Ed on. And thank you to Ed. You know, I feel like I almost know Ed. I really should say, you know, we should meet um, at some point. But it really, you know, I really appreciate both of you for kind of sharing and I know lots of people as well are going to be um you know it, it's always really comforting when you hear other people talking about their experience of male factor as well and azospermia and going through that you know and, and your experience as well and his just all of it you know it's it's a lot to share so I really do appreciate that um but then you know hearing 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 all of the ways that you are navigating this voyage this journey this whatever this is um which is at the moment still very much an unknown for you and yet you are you really have come to a place where you're you're very well uh resourced now and in, in in terms of you know holding space for others who are also going through this so cannot wait for people to um find out more about our gorgeous course and I'll, i will link it uh in the show notes as well but if you want to find Gemma, you are align to number two yoga on instagram aren't you Yes, that's right. And I want to say thank you to you, Alice, as well, because you've been such a big part of me finding a way through this, this shitty situation I found myself in. And oh my goodness, I I feel so much better. And you you've really helped me in so many ways. So I'm I'm very, very grateful. And you're an amazing coach. So if anyone's thinking about having some one-to-one coaching, then Alice is your lady. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for that, Gemma. It's yeah, I mean, it's it's been a real, real honor. And yeah, having you in the mastermind as well has been just fabulous, absolutely fabulous to watch what you're doing. So follow Gemma Aligned to Yoga on Instagram. Come and join our gorgeous Moon Magic four-week yoga course, which starts um, on Friday this week. And if you're watching in the future, it will be available um, inside the Life Raft membership. So thank you so much, Gemma, and thank you all for listening. And also, um, and I, I must remember to keep saying this at the end of every episode, <laughs> um, please, please do go and rate and review this podcast because this I, I'm determined that more people should know about what we're doing because it's it's really um, become something quite special, I think, um, 
now and I'd, I'd really like more people to know about it so rate review subscribe all of the things that you do when you listen to a podcast and I will send you brownies I won't do that but <laughs> at some point I'll come up with some brilliant thank you for people who do do it because it really honestly does mean the world so thank you thank you thank you take care everybody lots of love and thank you so much to Gemma 